This is a production of Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker. Josh Ward with us, brought to you by Zool Beer. Go to ZulBeer.com. That's X-U-L. If you're listening to audio-wise, if you're watching video-wise, you can see it right there. Uh, go to ZulBeer.com. It is fantastic. We're going to talk more about that here momentarily. And they've got some great promotions coming up at Zool Beer downtown. Panoramic view, great place to hang out. So Josh Ward joins us from The Sports Animal. And Josh, uh, ultimately, Tennessee is named the, and this isn't a surprise, but the winner of the All-SEC trophy for sports across the board. This takes into account uh, every single sport. So I can't say that just on the surface I'm surprised. I mean, you look at what the baseball team did. Softball is always good. Basketball is good. Football, um, pretty impressive feat. First time in about 15 years. It really is uh, with what Tennessee has been able to do throughout all the different sports, sports that don't get as much attention probably should. And they uh, they've done really well in tennis. Golf has improved. So sports that fans are happy to see that they're doing well, but don't typically keep up with on a regular basis unless that that really is their sport of choice. They're doing really well there. And then the sports that you mentioned that Tennessee really does count on. They've at least improved like Tennessee football or they've helped lead the way like Tennessee baseball. Basketball is just in a, a really good shape. If you look, I think, around the nation and you were trying to figure out right now top 15 to 20 programs over the last five, six years, however you would describe it, then Tennessee is going to be in that conversation. And this upcoming year projects as a top 20 team. And then softball has just been a staple. So overall, right now, and, and fans will always knock on one when you when, when you start talking about the positive vibes, but Dave, we've had this kind of conversation for several months now about, hey, you know, things are really going well. And since Danny White has taken over as athletic director, the the ship seems to have been steadied and the results on the field have gotten better. Yep, they have. I want to ask you a tough question. Who would Tennessee trade places with right now in the SEC? Because we, we can say overall they are the champion of the academic year, but still football is football. There's some obvious ones, but we'll we'll break them down as well. If I haven't mentioned yet, which I have, and you haven't heard yet, you have got to go to Zool Beer. They recently won gold for the best hazy IPA in the world at the World Beer Cup with rhymes like dimes. And Josh, you tried one. Quite tasty. Your thoughts? I'm a fan. Rhymes like dimes. Very good. Highly recommended. Yep. Yep. Great stuff. All right. Let's, um, let's turn to the SEC. I can't see anyone that is just a slam dunk other than Alabama, Georgia, that Tennessee would trade places with, trade the last academic year with. And that's because football is so big. If we go top to bottom, Tennessee wins a trophy. We've discussed that. But football is is the king. It's hard not to trade places with Alabama or Georgia and what they have done, winning championships in both cases. Who else do you think Tennessee would would trade places with outside of those two as far as the past academic year or even moving forward with what they have in place? It's not a long list. Uh, yeah. Alabama and Georgia for sure because football just is so heavily weighted in this conversation. If it were a stock portfolio, it's taking up a very large percentage and very few shares would be left over for many of the other sports that do count when we're talking about the All-SEC trophy or recognition. So look throughout football. Tennessee football is in a, a good position, trending in the right way, but there are other programs where Tennessee wants to be 
Texas A&M is an interesting one to bring up because they have all the money too, and that's what you want. That's what you need moving forward, and Tennessee's doing well in NIL. A&M is arguably doing better than anybody in the country. Texas and Texas A&M, in fact, have quite the battle going on there. So A&M is an interesting one to bring up. LSU, LSU's a weird one, though. Baseball is all of a sudden surging. Tennessee's been in a better position the last couple of years. Now LSU's trying to make a big splash. Basketball is now restarting. Football, though, still has so much potential where if you're able to win a national title with Les Miles and Ed Orgeron, you probably start to feel like, well, we can do it with anybody. How about now Brian Kelly? So maybe LSU, maybe Texas A&M. I don't think Florida. I don't think Florida at all. So um, Auburn, no, uh, definitely not. Kentucky, definitely not. So uh, it it has to be a football trade before you do anything else. And I think right now you look at Texas A&M, you look at LSU as – the possibilities florida florida a couple of years ago would say yeah sure uh, make that trade in a heartbeat now i would say absolutely not i'd go the other way let's look at lsu for a second our conversation with josh is brought to you by zul beer xul if you're listening on audio zul beer downtown they've got beer ice cream it's fantastic the newest flavor is insane creamsicle made with tangerine mafioso five percent ice cream cone that's creamy and still lactose free i think the bottom line is with LSU, do we see Brian Kelly make the the social adjustment? You know, he tried to fake the accent, which was goofy and all that stuff. But ultimately, does he make that adjustment? Um, because he's one of those war daddies, those big guys in the middle up front for so long on defense. He's going to be able to get them at LSU. Just the cultural difference, I, I question. For sure. I mean, it's, it's weird. Uh, it's a weird fit. <laughs> But also, on the football field, he's just much, much better than Les Miles and Ed Orgeron. Like it, it's a, it would be embarrassing to try to compare Miles and, and Orgeron's ability to Brian Kelly. And they won national titles. So I, I think Brian Kelly is among the elite coaches on the field. Again, weird fit. But you know, par- part of the reason I think LSU is so valued as a program is that it hasn't seemed to matter. I mean, Nick Saban, Nick Saban could have done even more if he had stayed at LSU. Obviously, he did not. But the fact that they've been able to win national titles in the last 20 years with three different coaches, there aren't many programs that could say that they can just do that, especially with coaches like Ed Orgeron that really didn't go well at Ole Miss. And USC said, no, we'll, we'll go in a different direction. Maybe they shouldn't have. And then, you know, Les Miles, don't have to keep going through there. So I, I, I think it's going to work out. But it's also the program I'm maybe most fascinated with, with around the country because the fit is so strange with Brian Kelly. But the reason he went there is because they're going to have players – that give them a chance to win a national championship. By the way, we get the head-to-head. So for having this comparison to Tennessee, Tennessee goes to Baton Rouge this year, and uh, Tennessee's going to have a really good chance to win that game. I think Tennessee's staff overall, uh, top to bottom, matches up okay with LSU. LSU probably still has a personnel advantage despite some of the players they have to replace. But, again, that's why LSU is so valued because they're just going to have players no matter who the coach is. Talking to some Tennessee players on Off the Hook Sports, I – I'm, I'm pretty impressed by their attitude. I mean, they're not going to say anything. It's bullet, bulletin board material. But the players I've talked to have all said, I don't think that's that big of an upset. It was called like the upset of upset pick of the year nationwide, you know, the going to Baton Rouge and winning that game. But they don't seem to think of it as, as that big of an upset. I, what do you, if you had to guess what the spread is right now, Five uh, five points? Where are you? I, I would have said four to six. Four okay. to six points LSU favored. But uh, I would agree. I don't 
I, I think it will be an upset. I think Tennessee will be an underdog if Tennessee goes there and wins. But I think there are only two games this year that would be a big upset for Tennessee if the Vols win, and that's against Alabama and Georgia. I think Tennessee has a chance, uh, a very reasonable chance to be favored at home against Florida, should be favored at home against Kentucky, Missouri. D- depending on how the season goes, it's it's the next to last game. But right now, Tennessee would project as a favorite against South Carolina. So, yeah, I think you have two games that would be big upsets. LSU would be one. But it's it's one that that week, I think you'll probably see a lot of people pick Tennessee to win the game as, a, as an upset and a, a live dog to watch Tennessee and Baton Rouge. Tennessee will have two weeks to get ready for that game after the Florida game. Is it me or is like is it seem like uh, Brian Kelly to LSU is Clark Griswold going and visiting cousin Eddie's family by himself? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Um, but you know, I, Brian Kelly, that is very not a shot at LSU fans. I'm sorry, but yeah. it just feels like that. Yeah. Well, it might've been Dave, let's be honest, but, <laughs> uh, Brian Kelly trying to adapt. I respect that. Uh, and, uh, very, very happy for him and his family that he was able to get down there and, and be with LSU. But I don't know. I just, at some point like, I, I value coaching and I think, I think Brian Kelly is, is worthwhile to go get. I just, I think he'll win because he's going to have players. So if if he doesn't win, then it's the ultimate test of, well, maybe fit does mean more than we even think in college football. Because if, if Brian Kelly can't get it done, and you know, to them getting it done probably means winning a national title, but he does have to clean some stuff up. And uh, it's a chance for Tennessee. Like if Tennessee goes and wins at LSU because of what that program is, it'll give a lot more credibility to Tennessee. And, and by the way, Dave, if Tennessee beats Florida and then beats LSU, well, Watch out with the conversation in Knoxville and around the nation. True. And those those are the swing games that I've, I've pointed out that could go either way. As far as trading athletic departments, I want to get to Texas A&M, but one that you discounted pretty quickly is uh, Florida, which I found pretty interesting because I look at their athletic, depart- athletic department. And again, we're weighing football heavier. Okay, so. Yeah. And people that I talk to in coaching circles really, really like Billy Napier. Mm-hmm. I really like Josh Heupel for my own eyeballs. But and the more I hear about Billy Napier, there's a consensus out there that he's going to get it done. And I think it's important to note that both LSU and Florida, a little bit before your time, you're younger than me, were pretty bad for decades. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's a guarantee they get turned around, but a Billy Napier is – an interesting story to watch as the season unfolds. Yeah, I mean, you think about what Spurrier and Meyer were able to do, and that is that shows what the potential is for Florida. The potential is to be the best and somebody that nobody wants to face. But we've also seen Ron Zook and Dan Mullen and Jim McElwain really have a tough time. So uh, right now, I agree with you with what you said about Billy Napier. I think he's really well-respected, and uh, it absolutely could work out. That's a guy that, if if he really wanted Tennessee, maybe he ends up as Tennessee's coach a year ago. But part of the issue there is they've got multiple collectives and recruiting is not off to the start that honestly I expected it to be. You've had the, the Jaden Rashada story that's gotten so much attention with the quarterback committing to Miami over the Gators. But uh, they, they just have a lot of work to do. And that's a program where I start to wonder, OK, why has it been? 14 years since you won an SEC title. It's been a long time for Tennessee, don't get me wrong, but it's been quite a while for the Gators, way too long for what it should be. And if we're talking about trading places, I am factoring in basketball. I definitely have Tennessee ahead of Florida. I definitely right now have Tennessee baseball ahead of Florida, which has a a ton of potential. 
uh, with their baseball program. So it's it's not like you're dropping off in a big way if you take on Florida's baseball program. But football has some things to clean up. Tennessee's football coach probably has his program uh, a little bit ahead of where things need to be in the direction. But let's see in September because Tennessee fans can also sit here and say, yeah, Josh, but you're aware of the record, right, between us against the Gators. And I think that's the fear that's creeping in is, hey, even, the, even though the game's at home, Let's see Tennessee get that win because uh, we, we've done this dance too many times. If Florida comes and wins the game in Knoxville this year, then it's an ugly conversation in Knoxville the next 48 hours or you know longer than that. So it's a really important game for both teams for the directions of the program. Right now, I do like the direction of Tennessee's program a little bit better than Florida because of off-field conversations. Agreed. What about Texas A&M? I think they're on the verge of, challenging for an sec championship uh would you trade athletic departments if you're tennessee with what a&m has done probably and um part of it is where football is the the talent on that roster they're a preseason top 10 team it looks like going in and they've they did they just have so much money and that that means a lot (laughs) uh it it doesn't mean you're going to win it all it doesn't mean you're going to lead the way you know texas has had a ton of money and it's it's struggled to get out of its own way for so long now on the football side but man you really do have some advantages and i know about the jimbo nick conversation but if if anybody's in jimbo's position if anybody's in texas a&m's position i mean tennessee's been called out a little bit right with its collective approach and i think tennessee's handled it all well but i mean that's the game right now and texas a&m has advantages against most. So it's a state with a ton of talent. It's a program right now that is is running top 10. Jimbo Fisher is one of the top coaches. He's one of a, only a few coaches that have a national title. It's tough to not trade places with Texas A&M if you're Tennessee. Now, if, if, if you say, well, I don't want to be Texas A&M, I totally get it. But in terms of what the program has, what the athletic department has, it has most of the advantages. Yeah, let's talk quickly about two teams that are coming into the SEC in Oklahoma and Texas. And Texas, let's start with, Here they are recruiting like there's no tomorrow and doing a fantastic job. They get Arch Manning. They got another big pickup uh, or two or three this week, uh, depending Mm -hmm. on when you're listening. And ultimately, Josh, so I don't know that I believe in Steve Sarkeesian as a coach. I mean, he may prove me wrong, but he's had his issues as a, a head coach, not to highlight them. But I'd feel better with Josh Hopple right now than I would Sarkeesian. Am I wrong? I, I don't think you're wrong. I have real Steve Sarkeesian questions. Now, if he keeps getting these players, it's not going to matter, most likely, because <laughs> That's true. my goodness, they are rolling up the uh, the high-level recruits, and it, it starts with Arch. You get Arch, and all of a sudden, everybody starts hopping on board, but I mean, Tennessee fans saw that, right, in the 90s. You get Peyton Manning, and you get more talent that comes in to Knoxville, so I, take what I said about LSU. Uh, I, w- I would still probably take Steve Sarkeesian over Les Miles, and yeah. You know, I think from a coaching standpoint, Ogeron, the, the question is, are they going to get stops? Like their offense could score last year. They have players. They have the best running back in the country. They have one of the best receivers in the country. They have the top quarterback ranked commit. I know Tennessee fans could say, no, Nico's better. And maybe so. I, I, I hope we get to find out with them head to head in the SEC in a few years, because that would be a whole lot of fun. But uh, what I said about Texas A&M applies to Texas. They've got the money. Now they've had people that, that have gotten in the way. And that is why Texas has has not gotten back, as we've asked so many times. But Jimmy's and Joe's, if if you can get the players, and I like if we're doing the the all 
uh, athletic department conversation. Baseball's in terrific shape. You know, they made the right. College World Series again. Beat Tennessee head to head this year. They were really good. Uh, first team out in the World Series. Uh, Chris Beard in basketball is terrific. We get to see Tennessee Texas again this year, which is going to be great. But uh, so yeah, the the coming to the SEC conversation. No Tennessee fan is going to say, "Yeah, I'll trade with Texas because of Tennessee, Texas, UT versus UT." But uh, if you could trade what Texas has, I think Tennessee fans would do that pretty quickly. So, are we actually saying? On both sides, do we agree that Tennessee has one of the top four or five athletic departments in the SEC, even with the addition of Texas and Oklahoma? Uh, maybe. I think it's a toss-up with a few of those. And, again, when, when you have this conversation, it means you're trading the people that you're currently pulling for. And and fans don't want to do that. Like, you don't want to trade Tony Vitello. Don't do that. I, I, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, and, and Rick Barnes, I think, has been great for Tennessee. People want to see more postseason success and should. He does too. But uh, you should love Rick Barnes and love Josh Heupel with what he's doing. I said uh, on the radio this week, by the way, tell me if I'm wrong, but f- football coaches, that is a stressful, grinding job, and you, you have to be made a certain way. But I think since Philip Fulmer, Josh Heupel has been the most relatable coach that Tennessee's had. Maybe you could say it's not the highest bar, Josh, but I, that's the sport. So you know, he's relatable. He has an offense that fans are going to like. But, uh, yeah, I think with Danny White – so, David, it's also this. Danny White is, I think, a, a really good athletic director. I think he's hired really good people. I think that athletic department has uh, a strong staff. Some people that you've heard of, some people that you haven't heard of, their creative team is really good. They're in, they're in really good shape, and things can always change. That's, that's the world of college athletics. Consider that we both kind of dismissed Florida as somebody that you trade places with. Uh, that'd be difficult to say previously. But right now, I think Tennessee fans should like – the leadership, the structure, and the direction of Tennessee Athletics. They have insane merch at Zul Beer right downtown with a big panoramic view of downtown. They've got pop culture stuff. It's really, really nice merch. So check it out at Zul Beer. One of the things you said about Josh Heupel that I recently wrote, Great Minds Think Alike, is that he kind of has that everyman approach. And I'm not knocking his looks, but I've always said fear the good looking head coach because I think athletic directors will hire people that look good in front of that podium at a press conference. And it ultimately does not mean they can coach a lick. I think they hired a good looking guy and Lane Giffen. Now he could coach, but he was, we saw what happened there. And I'm not knocking Josh Heupel's looks, but he does have that every man approach. Like you could just walk up to him in the grocery store and say, hey, do you know where the laundry detergent is? And he would answer you. He would. Yeah, I mean, he's not Kingsbury. Uh, that's that's a good-looking guy. I, th- I can say very confidently. And he knows what he's doing offensively, too. Well, jury's still out on how much he's going to win with the Arizona Cardinals. Couldn't win at Texas Tech uh, the way they hope. But, uh, yeah, I, just, I think he has the personality that, that fits that way as well. And uh, I think he's good for Tennessee football. But also this. So he has the kind of everyman uh, look or attitude. But he's also been a part of big-time college football. He won a national title and was a Heisman runner-up at Oklahoma and coached at Oklahoma for quite some time. And that is a program that has standards like Tennessee. So he's experienced that while also he's found a way uh, to carry the relatability that fans are seeking, especially in a, a town like Knoxville where football is king and college football matters so much. And, you know, the the way fans want to connect with the coach, sometimes that can be overwhelming. I don't think it's been for Josh Heupel. He also, the way they play in their offense, the way they play, what we hear about the way the staff has tried to connect with players, 
it's not that it's not that different from what we're talking about with trying to connect with fans. So what Josh Heupel did going in, you know what he does? I think he listens. And a lot of times, coaches aren't going to listen. They might tell you they will, but they ask you a question, then they wait until you're done. I think Josh Heupel actually hears what you say to him, and that matters to a lot of people. Best-looking coach of all time, brought to you by Zool Beer, and I'll leave you with that. I'm going with Tom Landry, stately, in the suit, which you can't wear anymore, which is bizarre that you can't dress up to go to a major event on a Sunday, nevertheless. Um Tom Landry, best-looking, stately, distinguished, best-looking coach. Yeah, I mean, style the hat. He, he knew what he was doing. You got one? Uh, I mean, you've, your Raiders have had some interesting coaches back through the day. I wouldn't put Art Shell or John Madden up there. Uh, the late John Madden would rank high on my list, uh, Dave. Take you to a good meal, too. Uh, some turducken. Uh, put me down for Ditka. Ditka, a good-looking yeah. guy if you you're about to get in a bar fight. Tough listen rugged. To, <laughs> listen to Josh Ward on the Sports Animal. I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off Folk Sports.